Step into the world of advertising with FjorgeCast, predicting the most important trends in the advertising industry. Host Tim Barsness dishes on the latest developments within the advertising realm. Tune into the FjorgeCast to receive insider tips and advice from experts within the advertising industry. FjorgeCast is your first stop in hearing about the unique opportunities and challenges advertisers face today. Cranberry Radio is proud to present FjorgeCast with your host, Tim Barsness. Thanks for joining us on FjorgeCast. I'm Tim Barsness, founder of web and mobile development team Fjorge. And today on our show, we will be talking with Scott Lewis about his personal engagement platform, KickFactory. Welcome to the show, Scott. Hey, thanks for having me. I appreciate being here. We're glad you're here. Uh, can you tell us a little bit about KickFactory? Yeah. Um, so KickFactory, we're a, we're a personal engagement platform, as you said. And what we do is we respond to customers at the moment they're raising your hands for uh, the, ra- the moment they're raising their hands for things, uh, for products and services that people are looking for. So think about it this way. Um, we work for Sears here in Chicago. Uh, we're based here in Chicago. And um, every morning what we find is people wake up. They went to bed last night. Uh, everything was good in their life. They wake, woke up this morning and they have a flat tire. And one of the first things we see people do uh, these days is tweeting a picture of themselves with the flat tire, You know, letting everybody in the world know that uh, they're going to be late to work today. And so what we do on behalf of Sears is we'll reach out to those people with a, with a message that is uh, both encouraging to help them get their day started as well as a, you know, maybe a coupon to help them get their tire repaired right away. How do you practically find those moments that are key to those people? Yeah, and, and actually you used the right word there are, are what we see. Everything is a micro moment. Um, so what we do is we use you know, keyword discovery, we use phrase discovery, we use hashtag discovery, anything that we can do to find a uh, someone who we would say is unconsciously shopping, someone who is communicating a need but hasn't started the process of fulfilling that need yet. Um, that is how we. That is how we are. Uh, that's how we're viewing the world and going after going after customers on behalf of our clients. Makes sense. Uh, let's get into Scott a little bit here. So, uh, yeah. tell us about how you came to um, become a co-founder in KickFactory. Yeah, this certainly wasn't my first venture. Um, I've had a couple of others in the past, but um, we saw we had a we had a friend reach out to us and say, "Hey, like I'm opening a new restaurant in Chicago." Um, what would be the best way for me to to find people to come in and, and taste my delicious barbecue? And he has fantastic barbecue. So um, we, my my business partner Ryan and I, began looking around um, just on Foursquare and Yelp and Twitter and Facebook and every place we could think of of like, well, where are the people congregating that might uh, that might enjoy a sandwich? You know, might enjoy trying a sandwich of his. And and we found that we could connect people well. Uh, via Twitter, um, and, and we found we could find people, and then um, we brought that to him, and his his thing to us was, hey, guys, this only works for me if you can help me make a connection to that person and invite them to the restaurant. It's not good enough to just identify. It has to be identify and engage, and that was really the light bulb moment for us of like, whoa, there there is an activation that comes with social that we're able to 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 not just find people that might enjoy barbecue or find people that might have a flat tire or you know find people that just got engaged you know whatever the case may be it's really reaching out back reaching back out to them on behalf of the brand to be able to invite them in, in a way that is conversationally appropriate and contingent uh, to what they're doing are you tracking um, the effect you have on a brand Absolutely. So we track a number of different things. So we're tracking, you know, obviously the sentiment scores of how well our 
are they school people that re- they're reaching out to? But we're also tracking all of the, the regular digital marketing things. We're tracking click rating conversions. We're tracking what things are moving the needle from a marketing perspective for each of those companies that we're working with. Got it. So is your, um, is your focus kind of holistically social or are you looking for individuals and to drive traffic? We are, yeah, people pay us because we're driving tra- um, social, the benefit, the social benefits that come from working with us are a great icing on the cake. You know, obviously people get followers, people are getting, um, you know, people are getting favorites and retweets and kind of all that great stuff that comes with social. But our primary charge is to find, uh, find people that a brand should be identi- uh, a brand should be engaging with, and then putting the, putting a message in the hands of that person in the moment where they're having a need. Um, so that way they are visiting the brand site. That way they are, uh, you know, entering the shopping funnel for that brand. Um, th- you know, that, that's why people pay us month in and month out. Got it. Um, uh, kind of a, a neat side effect of finding someone in what we just defined as a moment um, is that in their very nature, they are very active on social media. So driving those customers to a place could have a greater social impact long-term. Yeah, that's that's absolutely correct. So we see a, a, a large increase in thank yous. This is really neat. You know, people that thank Sears for reaching out to them and giving them a piece of marketing information, um, People, people say thank you. It's such an odd, it's an odd thing for me. I would never reply to an to a to an email from Amazon thanking them for offering me a television that I looked at a week ago. But because this is something that happened in my life in the last few minutes, and you're reaching out to me in a way that, you know, is conversation first. Um, it is engaging first. It is uh, empathy first. Then it's asking me to take an action. People seem to be responding to that really, really positively. You're a co-founder in Kick Factory. Who are your other co-founders? Yeah, Ryan McCarthy um, is is our other co-founder. We have a gentleman that uh, Dave McCall that works for us as well. Okay, got it. And um, do you have a technology behind the work that you do? Yeah, so Kick Factory is a proprietary piece of technology that we've written together. Um, it is a uh, it, it's a, a suite of algorithms essentially um, that does the identification and the engagements. But layered on top of that, we have all kinds of filtering related to you know geographies. We have filtering related to uh, profile types. We have filtering related to uh, language and events. Even um, you know, for example, we had the we had the event in Charlottesville this weekend. You know, our our system was able to weed out all of the politically motivated tweets um, and and replies uh, on Instagram that were that were out there, and just sift through to the ones that were relevant to the brands that we're working with. So all all of those pieces are layered together. It's a proprietary piece of software that we operate. Um, we typically, for most of our clients, operate it as a managed service where we are actually um, using the, using our own software on their behalf, though we have a handful of customers who use uh, who just utilize our software as a SaaS platform. What uh, social platforms is KickFactory most effective on? Yeah, Instagram and Twitter. Twitter is where we started. Instagram is where we're moving. Um, there are there are a, so many conversations happening there every single day on both of those platforms that our clients should be engaging in. That um, that just presents so many oppor- uh, so many opportunities to get new customers, new leads, and just engage their customers in a one-on-one manner. Can you compare for me? Um, you mentioned the the barbecue restaurant that. Um, 
drove you to start Kick Factory. Compare that to a brand where people are actually t- already talking about their brand. Does your process vary between those two? Yeah. So yeah, that's that's a great question. So some of the brands that we work with want us to do what we would call the customer service portion of things as well. Some of the brands want us to just do the lead generation. When we work on the customer service portion, we are looking for people who say things like, I had a bad experience at Sears or I had a, you know, I had, I'm frustrated with, with the lack of customer service here. And our team uh, is reaching out to those people um, in such a way that is encouraging them to, Hey, come on back. Let's call this number. Let's, you know, let's send an email here. Like, let's get you into the process so we can get this problem resolved for you. And that is one of the ways that we're measuring sentiment. That's one of the ways that we're measuring engagement um, in such a way that is helping helping a brand like Sears, um, you know, overcome overcome negative uh, feedback that they're having online. Absolutely. Um, we need to take our first break. Uh, when we get back, we'll be getting into more details with Scott. Don't go away. Georgecast with Tim Barsness. We'll be right back after a word from our sponsors. How much are your best ideas worth? PriorThings.com gives you an added layer of protection for all of your intellectual property, ideas, and creative things. New business idea, pitch deck, PowerPoint presentation, song lyrics, source code, killer blog posts. We help you protect it all. How do we do it? We use the same technology platform that secures transactions for Bitcoin and other cryptocurrencies. Learn more at PriorThings.com. Check out exclusive listener pricing for Cranberry Radio listeners by going to bit.ly slash circle. Do you look at the task of ranking your site at the top of the search engines like you would climbing the top of Mount Everest? It doesn't have to be. TopSEOs.com knows how hard that climb can be, and they can make top ranking a reality. Top SEOs send you to only the right search vendors and agencies that they know will work for you. Since 2002, TopSEOs.com has reviewed and researched the best search engine marketing agencies and solutions providers. Don't risk the cost of falling off the proverbial peak of search rankings. Let Top SEOs give you peace of mind. TopSEOs.com, the independent authority on search vendors. Are you looking for the best in WordPress speed, security, and scalability? WP Engine is a digital experience platform for WordPress, powering digital experiences for large brands around the world. With easy-to-use site management tools and powerful do-it-your-way development features, WP Engine gives you the flexibility to build it your way. Improve your SEO and conversion rates with a faster site on WP Engine. Learn more on WPEngine.com. Tim Barsness is back with more advertising advice with FjordCast, only on Cranberry Radio. Welcome back to FjordCast. I'm your host, Tim Barsness. I'm here with uh, Scott from Kick Factory. Scott, can you tell us a little bit about the secret sauce behind Kick Factory? What uh, makes you guys so successful? Yeah, great question. So, you know, really what we are, um, as you've said before, we're a personal engagement platform. We are identifying people that have needs um, and putting messaging in their hands that is conversationally appropriate first, uh, asking people to take an action second. So so our secret sauce is really our, abil- uh, our technology's ability to take the tens of millions of conversations a day and sift those down to the thousands of conversations that we need to be replying to on a daily basis. So being able to separate that signal from the noise, 
that's where we really shine for our customers. And then, you know, we take that to the digital marketing front and now we're able to track that, um, to be able to track that shopping experience end to end. Um, that gives us our that gives us and our technology the ability to grow and adapt as as we see new information coming in in the future here. Got it. You uh, briefly mentioned artificial intelligence. Are you using artificial intelligence to find opportunities or to respond to them? Yeah, our, uh, we use AI almost exclusively to to do all the heavy lifting on our system. So our AI is predicting um, who. When we when we find a person, what is the um, what is the right person to find? What is the best way to speak back to that person? And what is the right way to send that? What is the right page ultimately to send that person to? Um, when when we're asking for an action, a conversion, a purchase, whatever the case may be. Got it. Um, so there's no there's no there there's maybe a suggestion of what you should say, but not necessarily a the the response is not automated. That's correct. Yeah, that, that's a great uh, differentiator of Kick Factory. So we are um, we are a semi-automated marketing platform or a human-assisted AI. Other people have called us where our AI does you know ninety-nine percent of the work, but we do have a we do have a set of community managers that sit at the end of the line that review every single message before it goes out. They actually are clicking the send button. They're only doing that on the ones that our AI has said you know here is the here is the right ID and here's the right way to speak to them. Here's the right page to drive them to. Um, so they're doing those and, and pressing the send button on those when uh, when those messages are are available. So um, memes and double meanings are um, <laughs> extremely common on on social media. Um, I'm curious how you you make an artificial intelligence that can can understand uh, those kind of things. Yeah, pro- probably the best uh, probably the best example I can give you is we had a customer. Uh, that we do campaigns for a few times a year. They're a really, really large uh, national pizza chain. And there is a difference between um, someone who says, I want to buy a pizza, and I want to buy a pizza and have it delivered to my bed. Um, both look like people that don't want to, uh, don't you know, who, who just want a pizza brought to their home. What we've learned is that a person is almost 100% more likely to buy in the instance where they say they just they want a pizza delivered. When they add that little phrase at the end about being in bed, um, they almost never buy a pizza. And so our AI, ta- our AI, you know, we send we send to those people at the start where we have to learn where the AI has to learn how to um, how to engage properly with people. But as it sees people not responding, it just begins to trail those off and and stop sending to those. So we're not wasting time and we're not wasting engagements for our customers. Communication style can also vary by audience. So it could be the case that. In one audience, a swear a swear word is used as a positive emph- inf- emphasis, yeah. and in another audience, a swear word is used in negative um, emphasis. Um, I'm curious, um, can you look into a person and who they are to understand what they're saying? So we we do a lot of um, we do a lot of sifting and filtering on individual people's profiles. You know, people who are. Um, who use an awful lot of salty language, our brands may not be comfortable reaching out to them. So we we filter those people out as we see them. But you're correct in that um, there are words that are used positive and negatively, um, even words that are used positive and negatively within individual campaigns that our AI is able to, to correctly identify and correctly message to 
in and I, I think you were going this way, but there is a there is a style even in which on how you reply to that person totally. that either fans the flames of of uh, of that negativity or quenches the kind of quenches that fire and our AI is able to understand the difference. But this is where our community managers come in and really continually train those algorithms um, to say more people like this and talk to them in this way, less people like that, you know, and, and skip talking to that person next time. Right, you got it. Um, since you're, you've been in this space, I'm curious, how have you seen relationships and sales change as a result of social media? Yeah, that's a that's a fantastic question. So, you know, probably the main thing that we've seen change is, is kind of a simple story I'll give you. Um, when you're when you're hanging a picture at your house and you are you know hammering a nail into the wall and you miss the nail and you hit your thumb, the first thing you do is not think about where can I get a band aid, where can I get an ice pack. You know, the first thing you do if you're you know, maybe like somebody at my house, you, you might release an expletive of some kind there. That's, yep. That is, oh, that really hurt. Um, yep. it, so really what we're seeing, what we're seeing with, with social media is it's created this gap where, take the flat tire example, I got a flat tire. I'm not thinking about where do I get my tire fixed? Do I take it to, you know, National Tire and Battery or to the AutoZone or to Sears or to Walmart or to, to the 100 places that I could take my car to have my tire fixed? All I'm doing is emoting and I'm sharing information um, on social media with my friends and family that just says, gosh, I woke up this morning and my flat tire and this stinks. Um, it's just like, you know, I would compare that to the expletive that you yell when you hit your, you know, when you hit your thumb with a hammer. Right. That that picture has become so crystallized for us. That's the moment in time where, where we would say, you're about to begin shopping. You're, you're right on the cusp of shopping because you're going to have to get that tire fixed, but you haven't yet. You're still, in the, uh, you're still in the kind of consideration set of what am I going to do now? Our thought is, is if we can, if our clients can reach out to you in that moment of need, it's going to be the greatest likelihood for them to get the, the cheapest customer acquisition. It's going to be the greatest likelihood for them to create a brand endearment. It's going to be the greatest likelihood that they're going to have an impact on your life. And therefore, they're going to be a customer for life because they've, they've sought to help you, not just market to you. You got it. Are you able to use your platform to identify opportunities for customers? Um, absolutely. So you know, we we work with a a very large uh, we work with a very large um, health club facility, and we are constantly bringing them new opportunities that we're seeing as we see language changing on Twitter and Instagram. Um, we're able to bring them opportunities of, hey, did you think about reaching people? as it relates to leg day and all of the things that go around leg day or back day or you know all of these all of these kind of subcultures that have been created um, they're able to then work that into their into their national marketing campaigns but we're also able to create lead generation campaigns for them on kick factory when kick factory is responding are they responding on behalf of a client yeah, so no one knows or no one cares who Kick Factory is. Um, you know, our clients care, but our clients' customers don't. It's always on behalf of the customer. We're using their handles because that breeds trust and safety. Um, you know, it, it's it's very important, kind of in this day and age of fake news and uh, you know, as uh, um, you know, kind of fake accounts that a brand is. 
um, that a brand is positioning itself well to be an authority on a subject matter it's an authority on. And so we are always encouraging our brands to not hide behind other handles, like be forthright and tell people, you know, why you're the best at, at what you do. And, and that's why we use their, you know, the handles we work with. Are you uh, typically responding publicly or privately? Uh, most of um on Twitter, it's all public. They're inline replies. So when you say, I had a flat tire, Sears will be reaching back out to you on, a, on an inline reply directly. And, and Instagram, they come through in a DM. Okay, got it. Um, I'm curious, are you seeing uh, public on Twitter or private on Instagram being more effective? That's a great question. I, I So far, there hasn't been much of a difference. It's really just about that one individual customer and kind of helping them in that one situation. Mm-hmm. Um, I, we haven't seen a difference in terms of metrics yet. Um, you know, it's the, uh, it's the, I have a need and I'm putting a mess, you know, putting messaging in your hands that, that will help you start to fulfill that need. Um, that has created, you know, tremendous click-through rates for us. I have, I have multiple customers that perform over a hundred percent on Twitter, you know, because they're such socially engaging, uh, such so- socially engaging campaigns. And that's a lot of fun to watch that. Do you have any other insights into how AI is affecting a brand's approach to engaging or selling? Yeah. I mean, <laughs> we, we always tell people um, without AI, it wouldn't be possible for you to engage one-on-one. You know, if you think about the cell phone industry, um, we work with a couple different customers in the cell phone industry. You know, there's anywhere from 10, uh, between 10 and 15 million conversations a day related to cell phones. It would not be possible for you to staff a team to read every one of those messages. The AI has to be filtering down. Um, then the AI has to be getting smarter at what it's recommending and how you speak to people. It has to be smart on how it's recommending the right places to drive folks. Um, that, you know, it, it just wouldn't be possible to do at this moment in time without artificial intelligence. Totally. Uh, we need to take a break, but when we come back, we will talk about faking influencer marketing. Don't go away. Fjordcast with Tim Barsness will be right back after a word from our sponsors. Cranberry Radio is your new destination for education, entertainment, and engagement. Get educated and entertained by our panel of on-air experts and peers. And engage with us anytime by following us on Twitter, Facebook, Google+, and LinkedIn. So you can reach us before and after every program. Located on our new social shareable live streaming player. Access the new Cranberry Radio live stream player at our website, cranberry.fm. Looking for a white-label SEO and social platform for your clients? Think eBrands. Free and unlimited SEO audit reports. eBrands. Premium Facebook apps and welcome page creators. eBrands. Twitter management app, analytics, and mobile site generators. eBrands. Let eBrands manage your search and social media campaigns and give you and your clients access to their white-label dashboard, which have great reports that will wow your clients and deliver great ROI and results. Try eBrands for 30 days. Go to eBrandsWithAZ.com or call 1-866-625-5717. That's eBrandsWithAZ for eBrands. Is your website hacked? Is your website displaying error messages or loading slowly? Even if there are no signs of malicious activity, your site may still be compromised. Websites, like cars, require regular maintenance to perform at their best and not leave you stranded. At Fjord, our website maintenance experts can help you assess which one of our maintenance plans will best support your needs. 
visit FjordDigital.com or call 612-877-3840 and get the support and protection your website and business deserve. That's F-J-O-R-G-E Digital.com. Tim Barsness is back with more advertising advice with FjordCast, only on Cranberry Radio. Welcome back to FjordCast. I'm your host, Tim Barsness, and I'm here with Scott Lewis of Kick Factory. Our story today is titled, This Influencer Marketing Shop Created Fake Accounts to Prove That the Industry is Full of Ad Fraud. It's published in Adweek. Um, it's obviously covering how influencer marketing can be faked. Um, I'm curious, Scott, um, have you seen influencer marketing uh, being faked and, and what can you do about it? Yeah, I, I think that you know online reputation, online anonymity is a, um, it's a problem or it can be a problem. You know, one of the things that we're constantly encouraging our brands is to, you know, to be authentic, to be as transparent as possible, to be, um, to be the authority in the places that they're already, um, that they're, you know, and the subjects they're already authorities on. You know, I wouldn't think of getting a home loan from Sears, but, you know, I assure you I'd buy a set of tires there. Um, so we are, we are constantly working towards how can a brand reestablish itself and reinsert itself into these online conversations so that, you know, these fake accounts or that these kind of the, you know, the, these folks who are um, presenting themselves as, as influencers, you, you want the brand to be its own influencer, I guess is what I'm trying to say. And that that's really what we're working hard with our brands to, to push forward. So tell us more about that. How does a brand practically do that? How do they practically engage? Where, where does one start? Yeah. I mean, I'll give you a really simple example. So again, we work with a a large, uh, a large fitness club. And, you know, one of the common questions we see is how late is a club open or, you know, how, um, or take a McDonald's, a McDonald's example, you know, people ask hundreds of times a day on Twitter, how many calories are in a Big Mac? It, it's odd to me that this is information that I'm requesting of my network, um, that I'm, I wouldn't think to go and Google that information or go to McDonald's.com to find that information, but that, I would assume my mom has the best information on that because that who might that's who will reply to me when I ask something like that. Right. Um, but 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 it's an odd it's an odd thing. So we are encouraging brands to reinsert themselves back into that conversation and not wait for an influencer, you know, even a even a small influencer like my mom to come in and say, I think there are this many. Um, McDonald's has the right information. Let's get it right from the source because they are they are the truest information on that subject matter. It also gives you an opportunity to control the message rather than have to rely on, say, Google to to control the message for you. That's correct. Absolutely. Um, So what do actual influencer marketers do um, to combat this, um, I guess, fake issue? Yeah, I you know I think that influencer marketing is a it's a tactic. It's not a core strategy. It you know it, it can't be something that a brand solely relies on. A brand has to have content. A brand has to have um, a brand has to have its own engines, you know, so to speak, on how it's going to generate how how it's going to generate sales and it's how it's going to generate uh, opportunities for itself. But you're you know you're going to be working with people that are. Um, 
you know, people that are verified and trusted within your community, you're not going to be relying on hundreds and hundreds of them. You're going to be working with a handful of them the same way that, you know, Nike chooses to work with a dozen basketball players or, you know, six or eight football players to promote their product. They're not, you know, they're not picking kids off the high school football field who may or may not be, you know, who may or may, or may not be excellent at what they do. So, you know, when you're relying on, you know, when you're relying on these low end um, kind, of, kind of these lower tiered influencers to, to influence pockets of people, you need to isolate that into this. I want you to influence people related to, you know, car tires on Tuesdays around, you know, this message, or you need to just be your own influencer and, and insert yourself into all of those conversations, you know, using a platform like Kickfactory. Has Kick Factory worked with um, the influencer space at all? Yeah, so pr- probably the best example I can give is um, during the during the last presidential election, we actually worked with the Evan McMullen campaign, and we uh, sought out undecided voters in Utah who um, who were true undecided voters, and we took that as an opportunity to push Evan as a um, to, you know to give basically give Evan the opportunity to kind of shake hands and kiss babies all over the place where he couldn't be all over the place physically. And so we were able to influence people to, um, to look for uh, videos, to look for content and kind of basically ways to introduce him to the world. Um, Not advocating any sort of uh, any sort of political stance that just happened to be the customer we worked with during the campaign. Seems like that's a a great opportunity for your, for your platform. Um, We are out of time for Fjordcast today. So that's it. Thanks for being on the show today, Scott. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. Uh, You can find Scott on Twitter at, at Scott Allen Lewis and Kick Factory at, at Kick Factory Inc. Uh, on Facebook, it's facebook.com slash Kick Factory. And you can look up Kick Factory on LinkedIn. Thanks to our guests for joining us on Fjordcast. Uh, you can download episodes of the program by going to cranberry.fm or subscribing to the show on iTunes, Stitcher, SoundCloud, and iHeartRadio. The opinions expressed are those of the hosts and their guests and do not necessarily reflect those of the staff and management of Cranberry News Marketing and Cranberry.fm. Rebroadcasts or retransmission of this content without proper consent is prohibited 